Welcome to the Practical Mystic Show, where we bring you simple tips and techniques from around the globe to help practical people deal with extraordinary experiences. And now, your favorite scientist, shaman, and sacred clown, and also the show's host, Janine Bolin. Welcome to the Practical Mystic Show. I'm Janine Bolin, and today we're going over the 10 steps of abundance, and today's episode is regarding know what you want out of life. Over the next several episodes, we're going to be talking about how you can create the lifestyle of abundance that you want by overcoming the emotional barriers that you have to wealth. And one of the steps that's highly important is really know what it is that you want out of life. Have you ever really sat down and figured out what that looks like in detail? Have you ever created a vision board? Have you ever sat down and just said, yeah, this is how much my expenses are going to be and this is how much money I need to save? Have you ever done the math? These are some of the questions we're going to be going over the next several episodes. And I know that for some of you that this knowing what you want out of life is kind of a tricky step. I mean, most people think that they know what they want, but if you're really honest with yourself, you'll realize that your desires are a bit foggy. You may say things like, I want to be rich, I want to live comfortably, I want to have a new car, whatever it is that you want at that moment. But it's kind of surrounded with a haze of, I don't know, uncertainty, and it lacks a little bit of clarity in your mind's eye. I mean, I've always imagined that it's like walking into one of those steam rooms, you know, you kind of see vague figures or outlines, but you really don't see the details of each person. So you kind of have to refine your thoughts so that you get not only what you want and need out of life, but also the type of lifestyle and mindset too. So if you want to be rich, I want you to ask yourself, well, how rich? Assign that word rich or wealthy or financially independent or well-off, however you label rich, with a dollar figure. I mean, is rich for you defined as you've got $10,000 in a long-term savings account or is it $100,000? Or is it a million? Or is it four million? I mean, just because your current bank account registers $10 in savings and just enough to cover this month's expenses doesn't matter. I really want you to decide what does rich look like to you? Well, the other thing is, is if you don't know where you're going, you won't ever get there, right? You almost live life by default. And I want to help you overcome that by talking to you about the different ways that you can know exactly what you want. I mean, honestly, any success in any enterprise, any project is knowing about what you want the end result to look like. Exactly. So having a mental picture so clear and so bright that you can tell anyone that you meet detail after detail of what you want. Like when you say, okay, I want to buy a new car. Do you know the make of the car, the color, what kind of accessories you want it to come with? Do you want to have passenger airbags that can turn on and off? What about a cargo net for the back of your van? Whatever it is, do you want those little rain wipers that are on the headlights, a trailer hitch? I think you're getting the idea. Whatever it is that you really want out of life, you have to kind of define it in detail. Why? So that you can start making decisions in that direction. This is the basic thought process that I've used to achieve any of my goals, both financial and general. I mean, 10 years ago, Brad, my then husband, and our four kids and I were looking for a new house in Colorado. Before we ever looked up what houses were available, before we ever looked at a map to figure out where in Colorado we wanted to live, we asked ourselves a lot of questions about what was it that we needed in our house? What was the need? So, 
let me just give you real quick the things that we listed. So for our house, we wanted it to have easy maintenance because I and my then husband were not fixer-uppers. It had to be easy to clean because we had six of us running around the house. There needed to be two offices as well as bedrooms for everybody because Brad and I, at the time, both had our own businesses. We needed a large common room two bathrooms. We wanted a wood stove or a fireplace, and we wanted gas utilities. After we had a clear picture of what our needs were, we went ahead and then we moved on to, well, what would be nice? What would we like? Well, we wanted it to be a ranch-style construction. We wanted it to be an older neighborhood with larger trees and a nice backyard so that we could grow vegetables in a garden, and we wanted low traffic along the street. It was only after we had decided this list of needs and likes that we moved on to looking up what were the houses that were available in different areas. Did the cities that we were looking at have nice main streets? Were there local hubs of population centers, a community center, a library? Were there local colleges? That sort of thing. We then managed to get a fantastic realtor, and she did an amazing job of finding us the house that we wanted, and we bought it. How long did it take us to find our house? Literally, with our realtor, it took us four days. It was a three-story, 22-year-old home on a semi-cul-de-sac with a wood stove, fireplace, gas utilities, landscaped backyard, and when it's had low traffic. Wow, we were impressed. Most of the residents of this neighborhood moved in right after the houses were built that 20-odd years ago. Our realtor told us that houses on this side of town almost never came up for sale. Most people call me lucky. Yes, Luck does have a lot to play in my good fortune. I won't deny it. But I also know that the reason we were so successful was because we came out with lists to our realtor in detail. It made it so much easier, she said, for her to figure out what she needed to get for us. So once you've decided what you want from life, here are the questions that I think you need to ask yourself so that you can get exactly what you want. So the list of these things are, what does it, your dream, the house, a car, the idea or business that you want look like. I have so many business owners that come to me asking for advice on how to run their businesses because I've been running my own businesses for almost 35 years. And what shocks me is how many times I'll ask them, so what does your business look like? What is it that you want to do? And it takes them almost 10 minutes to define for me what they want. And then I'll ask them, who is the demographic that you're trying to serve? And they'll sit there and give me another dissertation for 10 minutes. If you are not clearly defined on what you want, if it's not easy for you to describe it in detail, then you really don't know what you're wanting and you're just shooting in a foggy room trying to hit your targets. So What does it look like? What is the lifestyle you want look like? What does your dream home look like? Go ahead and define it in detail. The other thing is, what is its purpose? What is the purpose of that house? What is the purpose of that car? What is the purpose of that business or project? The third question, what sorts of things will you be doing with it, such as your business, your home, or your project? What people will I need to bring it to me so that it works for me? That's a great question to help define the type of people you need in your life. Question number five, what resources will I need to run it, obtain it, or maintain it after I have it? Some people tell me they want these huge McMansions. They want these huge homes. And I'm like, are you going to take care of those huge homes by yourself? Are you looking for a fixer-upper or do you want that McMansion pre-made? You know, these are things to know about because it will define for you what kind of income you're going to need to help maintain and restore and take care of the objects that you bring into your world. Question number six, 
Can I get what I want by renting rather than buying it outright? Now, some people will argue for and against whether you rent or purchase things. And I just want to remind you, some things can be pretty pricey if you try to buy them, but there is a wonderful aspect to having home ownership. But sometimes that big thing that you want, such as a snowmobile or a boat or something like that, you won't use enough and you'll have to have it in storage or dry dock for periods of time. Sometimes it's better just to rent the items that you have in your mind for the projects that you have. Question number seven, do I have a storage place for it? Now am I going to have to pay rent to store it? There is passive cost to owning certain items. And again, it goes back to should you rent or buy. But if you decide that you want to purchase something, do you have a place to store it? Think about, do you really want to put it in your garage? That means you're going to have to park it on your driveway or your street. I'm always amazed at the number of people that are out scraping off their cars in the wintertime here in Colorado because they cannot park in their garages. And I watch the hours and hours and hours they spend scraping and clearing off their cars rather than parking one of their cars in their garages. I know there are certain older homes that only have one car garages, so you may have to flip a coin as to who gets to park in the garage, but this is an important part of a mindful life that you're living. Last question, do I need to get rid of something before I get the new thing? And this comes to decluttering your life. Many of the people in my world that want help with money and ask me for guidance on this, I have to remind them that a lot of times they already have everything they need. It's just it's so cluttered they can't see it because of the amount of stuff in their life. It creates that steam room effect. Until you start getting rid of things in your life, you're not making space for new. So seriously think about hiring someone who can help you organize or declutter your home before you think that you need a new house. Often I hear, what we need is a bigger house. We just don't have enough space. And that's when I start saying, is it that you don't have enough space or that you could possibly rework the space if you were to get rid of some of the items that are in your home? How many times have you been gifted furniture or how many times have you been gifted things that really aren't to your taste, but there's an emotional factor to them? So start thinking about those things. Realize that most of the purchases that you make are due to the fact that you don't know what you want. You're spending money because you have strong emotions of being unhappy, you're bored, you're tired, you're angry, or you're stressed. This includes not only impulse buys, but also the extra purchases of gifts, projects, and items to decorate your life, whether it's your house, your car, or you. Merchandisers are counting on you not to know what you want out of life. I encourage you to beat them at this game and keep the money in your savings account until you know exactly what you want out of life, right down to the wood stove in your family room. In the next episode, we'll be talking about how to have cheerful cooperation with cash. See you in the next podcast. This has been the Practical Mystic Show with Janine Bolin. For show notes, resources, and more, visit the8gates.com. Thanks for listening.